Hello, this is David Ogilvie and welcome to Interlinks. Interlinks is a program about connections, international business, supply chains and globalisation and the effects these developments have had on our life, our work and our travels over recent times. I know I'm an unusual face to be introducing this uh, podcast, but today on Interlinks we'll be talking with Patrick Daly, who is the Principal of Albar Consulting. Patrick founded Albar Consulting and his business central business goal is to improve the condition of his clients and to leave them and their businesses significantly better off in tangible, measurable ways. He operates out of uh, Dublin in Ireland and has helped many national and multinational corporations in sectors such as natural resources, pharmaceuticals, medical devices, food, electronics and transport to achieve their logistic and supply chain goals. Patrick is this year's winner of the Society of Advancement of Consultants Corey Shanahan Memorial Award as Consultant of the Year for 2022. Patrick, delighted to have you with us here today. Congratulations. Thanks, David. Uh, delighted to uh, be here on uh, on the other side of the table today. Yes, it's not, I bet you it's an unusual feeling. It certainly is unusual for me to be on this side. Okay. Patrick, um, please share with uh, with your listeners a little bit more of your background because I I've heard you talk many and interview many other people, but I'm sure they're keen to learn a little bit about your background. Yeah, so I I've started my professional life as as an engineer um, working in outside of Ireland. I live in Ireland now and I'm come from Ireland, but I started my career in, in Spain working as an engineer in a manufacturing company and a very technical kind of background. We were manufacturing um, steel storage equipment like pallet racking and shelving and stuff like that. So it was all about, you know, uh, testing, breaking stuff, doing calculations, uh, designing new parts, designing the manufacturing processes for that. So um, I was there for eight, eight years. And uh, because we were manufacturing equipment that went into the logistics industry, it was storage equipment, I became quite interested in the whole world of, of logistics and supply chain. And I eventually became kind of a little bit bored with the, uh, with the engineering side of things and more interested in the, the logistical side of things because I always had... A kind of a, a, an eye to what's going on in the world and the, and the flows and geography and trade and history and all of that type of thing. So it kind of was a was a nice meeting maybe of all of those those disciplines. And uh, I went to Spain in 1986 as a 21-year-old. I came back to Ireland in 1996 as a 31-year-old and um, worked on on contract here with another manufacturing company for a couple of years. And then towards the end of the 90s, I started doing uh, consultancy work, first with a couple of partners. And as you know yourself, when you work with partners, sometimes it doesn't always uh, work out. Um, so we, <laughs> we lost our partnership and we lost, we lost our friendship as well. And then I decided to continue on again on my own from about 2005, which is the current incarnation of of my business alba alba consulting but now branded under my own name and um, patrick daly and i've been very uh, fortunate to 
work with uh, lots of major corporations because lots of them are based here in Ireland and they have major supply chain requirements, you know, big manufacturers in pharmaceuticals, in medical devices, in uh, beverage and, and so on. And as um, time has gone on, my work, which started as being quite technical, you know, lots of designs and layouts and stuff, it's become quite strategic over the years as I've matured and the relationship with the clients has has matured. So now we do um, work that sometimes doesn't necessarily have anything to do with um, supply chains or warehouses or, or transport, but it's just about the strategy of the of the business, looking at what's going on in the world in terms of the events and what's going on in the world in terms of the trends, and blending those together with the challenges that clients are looking at and coming up with ways to do business that's going to leave them better off in the in the long run. Wonderful. So, so when you did decide uh, to go into consulting, uh, what was it that attracted you to the profession? Well, I, I guess to be honest, you know, you, you can you can make up a great story here, but it, I kind of fell into it by accident, to be honest. And then after the accident happened, the light went on. So what happened was when I transitioned from Spain back to Ireland. The, the the owner of the company I was coming to work with, um, who was offering me the job, he said to me, listen, in, instead of you becoming an employee, why don't you become a self-employed um, uh, consultant and work for us on that basis? And I was kind of, I was young, you know, I was 30, 31. I didn't really have a lot of experience. I was just said, yeah, okay, fine. So we did, so we did that. So after a while I worked, I said, okay, so I'm, I'm not an employee here. I'm a consultant. So that means I can work for other people. Um, so the light went on and then, uh, I started talking to people about that. And all of a sudden I started getting these little gigs around the place. And then I said to the guy, actually, remember you said to me, I'm a consultant. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm only going to be here a couple of days a week because <laughs> I've got other stuff going on. Now, he wasn't altogether pleased with that, but, you know, it it, it, it worked out. And then um, uh, eventually th that relationship ended and I had lots of other things going on and it just kind of uh, went on from there. So it was an accident, <laughs> to be honest. They are often the best ways. <laughs> so, Patrick, what's the best part about being a consultant and working for yourself? Oh, for, for me, it's kind of, um, but I, I, I had another friend who did the same thing and I, and I asked him the question and he said, um, I, I, I sleep a lot less, but I, I have much more fun when I'm awake is what he said. Um, <laughs> and and that, that was true, I guess, at, at the beginning, at the beginning, but now I, I, I sleep fine now at, at the moment, but the best thing about it is there are several really good things. One is that uh, you, you get to see multiple businesses, large and small, across different sectors. And you get to understand how business works and you get to understand, to be able to help people across sectors with things, say, they might be doing in pharmaceutical that they're not doing in uh, in tech and, and vice versa. That's, that's one aspect of it. The second thing is People, some of my clients, when you know, when the relationship was was strong, and when it was in the early days, and I was kind of starting out, they'd say things like, "Oh, I'd love to do that, but it feels a bit insecure." You know, you're kind of out on your own, and I'm here in the corporate fold, and I have a regular salary and all this type of thing. And I used to think to myself, actually, you know, I have lots of clients, 
So I can't be fired by anybody um, because I'm I'm resilient in that way. And some of these people over the years were made redundant by their companies. And, you know, they might might have been in their 40s, might have been in their 50s. And all, all of a sudden that 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 corporate cushion is, is gone and you don't really know how to swim anymore. So in, in that sense, I find this quite, quite, quite resilient. And uh, probably the third thing is that you literally get to design your own life in, in, in this profession. Um, so you can determine how much you, you, you want to work. Um, you decide when you're going to have your own uh, breaks and holidays and so on. Uh, you structure your own working day and you decide strategically what things you're interested in and where you're going to take the business uh, in the future. So for me, it's been an absolute ball, to be honest. It's kind of living living the dream. So, you know, for me, it's the, it's the best of all work, best of all worlds. I know how you feel. Yes. <laughs> so, Patrick, how are clients better off uh, after having worked with you? Um, I, I think they get new insights into how to... Uh, how to get things done. You know, a, a lot of people speak to me when they say, you know, you know, I really feel like things are moving now. Um, so it seems to be that whatever it is, whatever my my presence brings, it seems to unlock often barriers that people have that have been thinking about doing things and they've been in some sort of a, a loop and they've not been able to take a decision and, and make a move. And I think often what I bring is just a bit of clarity to that confusion that they have in their mind and say things like, you know, we have a number of options here. Here are the pros and cons. Let's do a quick evaluation and let's start, let's start moving. And I think once people move from what if, what if, what if this, what if that, what to the other, to this is what we're doing, the whole energy changes. And yeah. I think I, I think that's what that's what I bring, and I think that's what people often appreciate, or that's what they tell me they appreciate. Ninety three point nine, Dublin South FM. Mate, here's an opportunity for you to actually have a little bit of a brag, if you don't mind. Can you walk me through a project where you achieve, you know, what do you think is the best results? Oh, let's see. Um, there's one. There's one recently which was a little bit like that. So it was um, it's a multinational uh, pharmaceutical company who uh when covid hit their their business boomed and they, they were they were caught out quite badly in terms of uh, capacity all sorts of capacities but one aspect of capacity was their warehousing capacity at the plant just to be able to hold the the raw materials that they needed so some of the, the products they were they were making literally doubled or tripled in demand within within a period of a period of months so um and again, they had been in one of those kind of tumble dryers. Should we build a warehouse extension? Should we outsource our warehousing? Should we get some developer to build a warehouse for us on campus or off campus and all of these types of things? So um, we we got together and like that, you could see when when finally they deci decided to, to bring me in, the, the kind of relief in the sense that they knew they were going to get moving. Um, so we worked through some of the options and eventually we decided that um, they would extend uh, on, on their own property and they would they would operate it themselves. And then so that was the first kind of strategic decision. This is what we're doing. 
And then the next aspect of it was to say, well, how are we going to do it? What size should this thing be? What should we have in it? How should we lay it out? What kind of uh, technology? And we worked worked through that. So we, we now have uh, finalized uh, design. And now we're in the process of implementing that um, that infrastructure. So that project actually started in, I think, 2021. Um, building will start soon and it'll be up and running in 2023. So when you see something, when you see a group of people who have, one, I guess, got out of the, uh, the tumble dryer they were in in terms of making a decision, and then you see that manifest reality as a working operation in the manufacturing plant that's making a pharmaceutical product that's helping people who have been ill with with COVID and many other things. That's not the only thing they do. Um, you know, it's very it's very satisfying both for me and for them. Yeah, that's good to hear. So, talk to me then about uh, SAC and the award that you received because that would clearly have been satisfying too to be considered as the consultant of the year. Yeah, consultant of two years. Yeah, so um, SAC is the Society for the Advancement of Consulting which is a, a, a body that was founded in the US by Alan, Alan Weiss. It's now run by uh, two ladies who are uh, consultants in their own right, based in, in California, Lisa Anderson and uh, Linda Popke. And I became involved with SAC some years ago, and I became one of the uh, European ambassadors. There's a couple of us here in, in Europe um, setting up events and so on. But I became more and more involved we have a supply chain special interest group that that i um i chair which brings together uh consultants among them among them your, yourself from around the world uh, with an interest in in supply chain so i guess i've been i've been doing a lot of um connecting a lot of uh, contributing to the to the organization um and i guess somebody in there nominated me for this for this prize and uh, we went through the selection process, which was quite quite rigorous. And um, I was I was selected for this year's uh, consultant of the year. And it's interesting that the prize is um, a memorial award to Corrie Shanahan. And Corrie Shanahan, like myself, is a is a Dubliner. Um, sadly, she 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 left us too soon. Uh, but the, the award is is in her in her honor, and uh, it's great to 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 be, um, if if you like, one of her. Um, uh, co-citizens, if you like, of this great city here in Dublin, and uh, uh, she, she's 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 the uh, she's the memorial award, and I'm the winner for this year. So it's been really good. Well, and you and you share very common values. She was a, she was definitely a wonderful lady. She was, yeah, yeah. So, mate, looking f into the wider world uh, at the moment, you know, we've got lots of challenges with the aftermath of COVID, and we've got uh, your war in in Europe at the moment. Uh, in my in my neck of the woods, we've got our our tensions between um, China and the US and so forth. What do you think are the major considerations or risks, and I guess opportunities that business should be thinking about uh, in in twenty twenty three. Yeah. Again, I, I I think about this in a particular way. I, I think um, a, a lot of people, you, you, you get a lot of um, confusion, um, a lot of worry and concern about what's going on, because it seems like things are happening, um, kind of popping out of nowhere, uh, shocks and, and events, whether the pandemic, the war, Brexit, 
the election of Donald Trump, all of the all of these things um, happening. And the way I like to think about it is there are there are events and kind of shocks that happen on one level, but there are big trends that are operating on a different level. So, for example, uh, demographics, um, uh, societal change, the emergence of a of a multipolar world, those big trends are kind of unmoved by these events. Some of those trends maybe are driving some of the events, but not necessarily. So what I like to, to do for myself and help other people to do is to try to see those shocks and events in the context of big these big changes, because these big changes um, point to the threats and opportunities in the long run, regardless of of the of the of the shocks. So when a shock happens, you've got to react and you've got to do what's right at the time. Sometimes it's just an avoidance measure or some sort of contingency, maybe that you have planned before that you bring into operation. But if you're thinking strategically about the future, look at these big trends, and just take one, say for example, uh, demographics. So the population of the world reached uh, eight billion. Uh, this week. And, you know, a lot of people are concerned about population growth, but population growth is slowing. Uh, and in developed in the developed world, po populations are already decreasing. Many European countries, Japan, China is going to start declining soon. Maybe even the US will start declining at some point in the future. So I think people need to start thinking, this is just one example, need to start thinking about uh, how does population aging and decline affect our business? So regardless of whether there's another war or another pandemic or whatever, that's going to happen. And there's nothing anybody can do to change it. So those are the types of things maybe I think that companies should be looking to to try to to try to think about where where they're going as a business in the future. So Patrick, that's a lot about work and things. What do you like to do in your spare time? Oh, um, I, I'm I'm very keen on physical activity. Um, it, it, I, I'm just, I think, one of those people that if I'm not physically active, I'm out of sorts. Um, so, you know, most days I'll walk maybe something between 10 and 12 kilometers. Um, the, every second day, I'll probably run five of those 10 or 12 kilometers. Um, so I like to be physically active like that. I like to be uh, outdoors, which is challenging at this time of year in Ireland because like it's nighttime at 4 p.m. and it's windy and it's rainy. But, you know, I I, I go out regardless. Um, so so that side on the kind of um, physical physical side um, and on the uh, more indoor side, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a keen reader. I read, read a lot. Um, I have a big thing about learning, <clears throat> learning foreign languages. Um, because all, since since a kid, I've been very interested in history and geography and other cultures and, you know, the fact that people do speak different languages and have different accents and have different ways of, you know, um, eating or playing or marrying or all of that kind of stuff was always fascinating to me. And I went to live in, in Spain, as I mentioned earlier, I was there for 10 years, so I learned the language uh my wife is spanish and so on but i've um i've learned other other languages as well so i've learned i've learned portuguese to a fairly high level spanish obviously i speak spanish fluently uh i've learned portuguese to a high level i've learned french and italian to a decent decent level and i'm currently struggling with uh german because my uh my son uh, lives in lives in berlin 
um he plans to stay there and uh, if he's, he's going to make a life there well you know i may end up with german speaking <laughs> grandchildren at some point so uh, i'm struggling with german but i found it of all of those languages i mentioned i found uh, german the most challenging of the of them all interesting well i always knew you were you were an avid reader uh but let's be honest you're also an author so people uh, need to go out there and have a look at your book uh, but getting back to reading, uh, is there anything that's really caught your eye of late or anything that you've listened to, a uh, podcast or audio book, for example? Yeah, uh, I listened to um, uh, a podcast, which is two guys, two British guys. One is from the Labour Party or historically from the Labour Party, and the other is from the Conservative Party, but they've come together to make this uh, podcast. Uh, so one is um, Rory Stewart, who's a former minister in the Conservative governments, and the other is Alistair Campbell, who was um, uh, an advisor to Tony Blair back in the day. And they make this podcast, which is called The Rest is Politics. And um, obviously they deal a lot with U U UK politics, but they deal a lot also with, with, with world affairs. And I find that really good. And because they're coming from two different political backgrounds, it's great to get the, get the contrast. Reading at the moment, I'm reading all sorts of stuff, but one of the things I'm reading uh, is uh, the latest book by uh, Francois Hollande. And Francois Hollande was a former president of, of France. Uh, and I didn't, I never really knew, but he's a really, really insightful guy. And he's, he's writing about the new world order that we're living in at the moment. It's published very recently, 2022, only in French so far, but it will be, I guess, translated into English in due course. But he has met all of these big players who are out there at the moment, all the big beasts. So he's met Putin, he's met Biden, he's met Xi, um, he's met all the, uh, all the major players. And he's talking about, um, uh, there's great kind of firsthand um, reporting of his interaction with those people and also setting that in the context of where we are in the world, where we're going, where we're, where we're likely to, to be headed. So um, I, I found that quite, quite interesting and quite um, insightful. Fantastic. And that's a great explanation of why you've won consultant of the year, my friend. Okay. Thank you. So time has, has beaten us again, once again, as it always does on, on, on your podcast. Um, thank you, Patrick. It's been a pleasure. Wish you the very best for the future, both professionally and personally. And thanks again to all of your listeners for tuning in. And so until next week, when Patrick will be back in the chair, keep well and stay safe.